Good afternoon friends, this is your technology information channel. This is George speaking. Today we're going to talk about getting foster internet. Okay, foster internet. Now, many of us suffer sometimes by slow internet connections. And there's a number of things that we may be able to do to speed up our connection. Okay, so also we have to understand that there's a number of reasons why our Wi-Fi internet connection can become slow. Sometimes it's because there's too many people, Wi-Fi bounces off walls from one wall to another, and also the channels that we're using, sometimes our internet hubs aren't set up right. Of course we could buy certain leads, we know that when we go to uh, an internet provider, an internet server, <coughs> excuse me, uh, we know that they'll supply us with what they call a basic hub to connect to the internet. And some of us may be on the old copper wire system on fibre, or some of us may be lucky to be on the FTP system, which is basically full fibre optic. And of course some may be on a cheaper broadband package. So the first thing you've got to consider is what sort of package do you have? So we're talking about broadband and Wi-Fi, okay? Now, of course I could tell you a couple of things myself to do, but I will give you some information uh, when I finish speaking here. Of course I could say to you turn your hub off, not every day now, obviously, because your internet service provider will notice you being disconnected and they'll think that you're getting too much. Uh, they'll, they'll lower your throttle down on your, on your, on your internet. But what I was going to say to you, friends, before you even consider going through these methods to help you get a better connection, a lot of people make a simple mistake by putting their hub near a television or near a microwave or near a, a fire, one of them uh, electric fires and stuff like that, or near metal objects because that can also affect your Wi-Fi internet speed. Ethernet internet speed is more stable than the Wi-Fi. Okay, you can buy a couple of wee boosters that if you do have real thick walls at home where you can plug them in and uh, if you have a bad quality in your kitchen due to the way your house is, well then you could use Wi-Fi boosters, you can buy them. Or if you go with the BT out in the Belugge, they do supply wee small mini satellite dishes that you can buy off them to place in around the home and they're pretty simple to pair up. So let's see if we can help you out and give you a few ideas. So how do you get faster internet at home for free? Knowing how to get faster internet at home for free could seriously improve your online life experience. So which we all know when you're getting a slow internet is a pain in the butt. So knowing how to get it for free could be a difference between a hobby connection household and a frustrating online experience. That's especially true now that the best streaming services and the best video chat services apps are central part of our life. These things can use a lot of bandwidth and buffering is never much fun where it goes round and round and round. Now, 
While the easiest way to boost your internet speed may be to invest in new equipment, such as one of the best Wi-Fi routers. There are several tricks that you could give you a faster connection without the need to splash out the cash. Although these methods aren't 100% guaranteed to increase your internet speed, they're certainly worth a try. So, how do you get faster internet speed home for free? One of the most common causes of slow Wi-Fi speed is your router. Being on a busy channel, which is likely if you have, sorry, if you're living in an apartment, friends, or building, or a built-up neighborhood, if you're using the same Wi-Fi channel as one of your neighbors, your Wi-Fi speed will likely be slower, as multiple devices are, com- are competing for the same space. Okay, so thankfully, checking what channel your, your router is on is easy with a smartphone or computer. Once you discover your current channel as well as the channels of the networks around you, it's a good idea to change your channel to at least a popular one, and that's both on the 2.4 Wi-Fi and the 5G gigahertz frequencies. So here's how to do it. Of course, if you know what you're doing, you can go to your search engine and type in what is the default settings for Sky. Then you could type in your the IP address, the network IP address, and they say go in and set it to automatic. Or you could you could use certain apps like these. So for Android users, Wi-Fi Analyzer open source app shows you what channel you're currently your Wi-Fi network is connected to, as well as other networks around you. It's also recommended the best channels are the channels to connect to. Note that this is just one of many similar apps, but it's one that they've got personal experience and it works well. Thus, Wi-Fi Analyzer open source app from your Play Store. For the Apple phones, airport utility app from the Apple Store. For the Apple Store, then open the settings up, scroll down to the airport utility, then enable Wi-Fi scanner or scanner to see a list of containing your current networks and other network channels. If you want to use Windows PC, it's a bit less user-friendly, but still possible, first launch the command prompt. By opening the start menu, typing in CMD, right-click on it runs administrator, friends. Click command prompt when it appears. Now enter N-E-T-S-H space W-L-A-N, show all and press the return key on your keyboard. Then load all the information that will fill your screen. Look for the section headed, <coughs> excuse me, show network mode BSSID, which contains a list of every nearby network and its channels. Now, Macs have a Wi-Fi scanner built in. So on a Mac OS, hold down the option key on your keyboard and click the Wi-Fi icon at the top right of your screen. Click open wireless diagnostics. In the window that opens, click window, then scan. Next, click scan now. In the bottom right, you'll see the best channels to use in the bottom right of this page. Now, how to change your Wi-Fi channel? One may be asking is, once you configure out which is the best channel for your router, it is time to change that one. You need to sign into your router for which you need an IP address, administration, username and password. If you're lucky, this information will be printed on a sticker on the back of your router. 
or hub. So checking that there would be an ideal first port of call if, if it's not, here's how to find your, your reader's IP address. <coughs> Excuse me. On an Android, open up the settings menu and navigate the Wi-Fi section. Usually find under connections, then select your connected uh, network top the configuration to open the Wi-Fi settings. From here, the exact process may vary depending on your device and software version, but it should be a straightforward friends either way. Now, on the Pixel phone or the Android 12, for instance, simply scroll down the settings page, you'll be able to see the reader's IP address under Gateway. On some phones, you may need to tap Advance a few more in order to see them. On some under Advanced, you need to tap IP settings and select Static. Your router's IP will be shown under the gateway. Now tap the IP settings again and change it back to DHCP. On the iOS, open up the settings app and select Wi-Fi. Next to your network, network top, the icon, then a list of numbers will appear. Your router IP address is one listed under the router. On a Windows launch a command prompt by opening the start menu and typing CMT. Clicking the command prompt when it appears, type IP config off. Then press enter return. Your router's IP will be listed under the default gateway. On a Mac, friends, click the Wi-Fi icon at the top right of your screen. Then click network preferences. Select your not your sorry, select your Wi-Fi network, then click advanced. Click the TCP IP tab, then your router's IP will be shown under router. So once you've found your reader's IP address, simply enter it in the address bar of any internet browser. You'll see a login page, which will ask you for administration username and password. This is usually found in the back of your reader friends or hub. <coughs> but if it isn't, there are some defaults that may work, such as admin or admin, or admin or password. If none of these work, you can try looking on the manufacturer's website. Once you navigate the reader's wireless settings page, you change your Wi-Fi channel to one that's not in use by other networks, or one that's at least used. Friends, some of these ideas may help you, and some may not. Most routers offer two Wi-Fi frequencies these days, uh, or bands, 2.4 GHz or 5 GHz. The former is slower, but it has a stronger signal. You can typically connect to it from further away. So I don't want to go into too much jargon with you, but that's a few ideas, okay? Now, if you're using a wired connection and another way to get the most of your broadband speed, the option isn't practical for everyone. But if you have devices that are close to your router, you should definitely consider plugging them into a spare network port. Most of the best TVs have a network port which allows you to connect directly to your router, giving you the best possible speeds. So I would... I can really talk. I would recommend a not Ethernet connection for your TV rather than go Wi-Fi. This is also best options for gaming consoles such as PS5, Xbox, Series X or recent consoles. Note that some people may suggest using best Pauline extenders to increase their wired connection. These use your home electrical cables to send signals from your router to another room in your house. So you can get a wired connection even when a device is not next to the router. That's another option. The location of your router friends can make a big impact, and I've said this for many years, on the quality of your Wi-Fi speed. Most routers are hooked up to either a phone line or fiber access point, meaning that you can't move them too far. 
you can still make some small adjustments to ensure you're getting the best signal. So friends, make sure your rear isn't too close to anything that can cause electronic interference, such as TV, games, console, kitchen appliances, Bluetooth speakers or BB monitors. It is also a good idea to place it at least 5 feet off the ground and in the central part of your ring of your home. A lot of people make mistakes when not doing that. Uh, the best cable modems and the best Wi-Fi routers. So, we all know that our, we all, we all know that, that our manufacturers will only give us the basic. Okay, BT's not too bad, because they do supply a good decent hub 5, I think it is which is improving. So, the experts recommend some of these. So they're saying, putting one of the best Wi-Fi readers in the house is a central part of today's on life. Okay, so the best Wi-Fi routers of CES 2022. And most of them now have Wi-Fi 6E enabled which basically should give you a better performance. If you can afford it, there's one called the TP-Link Arch AXE200OMNI has to be seen to believe. It's four study around it and Tannis seems to come alive, holding out and twisting in. And uh, basically to trade off the measure well as connection. You also, they're recommending the Archer AXE200. That's the one I was talking about. There's another one called Netgear Nighthawk. Now, I do hear that's meant to be a real good one. And it's a, the Nighthawk RXE300. It has a sweeping black wings that appear ready to streak as a real base with laser fire. In reality, it's blanking your house with Wi-Fi 6E signals which Netgear says will move up to 7.8 GPS, which is a, a GPS of data at once, gigabytes of data at once. The house can have up to 2,500 square feet under optional conditions, of course. And, uh, well, it's a nice price, roughly about $599. Then you have the Lindsay Hydra Pro 6, and you're it's uh, basically what, <coughs> excuse me, basically friends, what they're saying, it's a Wi-Fi FE6 router. It's a retail for well worth north of $300, sorry. But it is stand under cut that, and it's a direct solid set of species. Uh, the Lindsay Hydro Pro 6 pumps a maximum three of 5.4 gigabytes on three bonds. From its two adjustable antennas connected to up to many 30 devices at once to an area of up to 2,700 square feet. And you can also add the Lindsay Mesh Network to it. So it depends how, what you have in your pocket. You've also got the TP-Link Deco XE200. And uh, it's got the 6E Mesh system that promises to deliver up to 11 gigabytes of uh, 38 over 6,500 square feet and it also each has 10 gigabytes ethernet port completed by 2 gigabyte ports although they don't appear to be any ESB ports 
and you can get some of these on Austin Prime. So friends, of course this is a this is a short podcast about Wi-Fi. Now you can buy uh, other leads from eBay and Amazon because when you get a, a hub center, you get the basic you get the basic uh, Ethernet cable. You could buy Cat Six, Cat Five, which will give you a better performance and speed. Now also consider what your package is. So when you're signing up for an Ethernet service provider. Ask them, what are you getting? Download and upload speed. What are you guaranteed for your money? Okay? Because if you're on a real cheap package, then don't expect 300 gigabytes download because you ain't going to get it. You're going to get the maximum that they give you. Possibility, a wee bit more by maybe buying a, a third-party hub. Now, remember, third-party hubs are not covered by most internet service providers. So when you run into trouble and you contact your ISP and you've tried everything that you know they will ask you what hub you're using if you say it's a third party hub they will not talk to you so I would suggest you put back your old hub when you when you contact them and then when you get it sorted then reverse back to the one you bought now you can bring up the command prompt or the terminal in the Mac or the terminal in Linux and you can type in commands and you can ping your ISP website to see what the mills per second is. Now, if the mills per second, if you're pinging a website, just type in the word ping, P-A-N-G, hit the space bar, type in www.google.com or bbc.com or whatever. Have a look at the mills per second on the ping. If it says four or 500, then you've got a slow connection. Okay, so you got the idea, the lower it is and the faster connection you have. So. There again, sometimes it might be your setup, it could be that you need an engineer to come down and check your outdoor cables. Okay, so hopefully, friends, that will help you out. What I would normally do is either restart the hub, turn all the devices off first, turn power off the hub once a month or once in a blue moon, uh, reconnect it up, it'll allocate me a new IP address for starters, and I also use OpenDNS server, which gives me a faster connection than the Google IP addresses. Okay, so just a few tips that can help you out. Okay, have a safe day, friends. Please share the podcasts. How you can get a faster internet speed for free. And please support me as much as you can. Thank you very much, George.